1: live from Joe's mom's basement in Texarkana, Texas. It's the stacking Benjamin show. Well, kids, today is extra special because somehow, some way, this old beater of a podcast has sputtered its way to episode number 500. Before anyone, I'd like to take a moment and thank all my loyal legion of trivia fans who have stuck by me through the ups and... What? Oh, fine, I'll just read the script. Man! On today's show, we'll share the guys' top five money lessons they've learned over the last 500 episodes, and headlines about making summer vacations more affordable, some interesting new research from Charles Schwab about how Americans view wealth, plus... Lots of fun and surprises in today's episode. To celebrate, I'm headed out to get the El Camino fired up for the big cast party down at the Sizzler. And now, here's two guys who think they're the next Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. Hey, we made it. Who
2: knew which one, we'd make it? Which one of those two are you going to be, Bill Gates or Warren Buffett? I
0: would say of the two of us, I'm probably the Bill Gates because you're clearly the Warren Buffett.
2: Thanks. Okay. Yes. You can go with that. Yeah.
0: You're the investment pro. I'm the entrepreneur. The
2: crotchety old man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the nerd. Hey, everybody. I am, actually, Joe Salcihi, Average Joe Money on Twitter, just so you know who's who. And across the card table from me for the 500th time, the one and only other guy, or as we call him, OG.
2: And I'm also on Twitter, but I'm not allowed to tweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're on Twitter I, I
2: just tweet angry things to Delta.
0: <laughs> Nonstop.
2: Me and Ann Coulter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Ann Coulter have a lot in common. Uh, you know why? I'm sure Ann Coulter heads to Magnify Money, doesn't she? She goes yes. to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. Well, I'll leave my personal opinion there to myself. I was about to say something else, but because when you and Ann go hand-in-hand hand to <laughs> stackingbenjamins.com forward slash money. you'll both save around 450 bucks on better financial products. Because what you're going to find out, OG, is that that checking account you have is not the best one you could have. Savings no account. Bueno. What's that? No bueno. <laughs> the savings account could be much better. And, of course, those debt products that you're using to get the debt paid off or maybe get more reward points, whatever it is, could be way, way, way improved. StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. Tell you what else I like about Magnify Money the amazing blog. Uh, Mandy Woodruff, who, as you know, just sat in for you a couple weeks ago, OG, and co hosted this year's podcast. She uh, does a fantastic job of cracking the whip on that blog over there, does a great job. So, you want to know more about handling your money wisely? Why not Comparison Shop, the place where you can comparison shop more? than any other comparison shop place. I'm just going to say comparison shop over and over. StackyBenjamins.com.
2: We get a nickel every time you say it, so keep going. (laughs) It's
0: comparison shop, comparison shop. Welcome to the comparison shop podcast. So today, today, we're going to talk about our top five. We haven't done a top five episode in forever. So we're going to talk about... As Doug said, our favorite lessons that we've learned over the past five years. Well, not really that we've learned, but the ones, you know, that resonate, right? You have these lessons that just keep coming up over and over and over. But first, we had a win getting here. We've had a few of our listeners who have written in. And, uh, well, let's hear about some of your wins over the past five five years that we've been podcasting. Let's say hi to Brenda. Hi,
3: Joe and OG. I've had a win in the last three years, although I've only been listening to the show for the last six months. I have to say that you guys gave me the confidence to start investing after I had saved up money for grad school tuition and that money was left over because I got full tuition reimbursement for my nurse practitioner degree. I was brave enough this year to invest those $25,000 in a brokerage account with M1 Finance, which I heard about on the Stacking Benjamin Show. So now I am an investor, although I never thought I would be, and I wasn't very informed before. Uh, You guys have motivated me to do my research and to find low-fee investment options that can help my money grow and not have my money sitting in a savings account that offers no interest. So I'm really thankful to you guys for all the information that you share and keep up the great work.
0: Brenda,
2: how about that? Isn't that nice? Super nice. I for although to be fair, she would she have she've gotten there on her own. I don't know. I'm I'm a little modest.
0: You know what, though, no, sometimes the, the the part where... Sometimes I was reading, you need
2: a kick in the behind.
0: Yes. Notice she didn't say she'd learned anything. By the way, if you learn anything listening to the Stack and Benjamin show, keep it to yourself, please. Yeah. <laughs> now, we don't want that going around. So I like how she said we motivated her, though. And I do believe, and you believe, that surround sound matters. Right. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Yep. What you surround yourself with, man. I never, you know, I ran some, as you know, I'd been a runner in college and I ran off and on, but when I got here to Texarkana eight years ago, my friends were runners. And next thing you know, I'm running marathons and it just, it's because everybody around me is doing it. So.
2: If all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you do that too? I probably would. <laughs> Depends on if they were hanging on by a core. That seems kind of fun.
0: Yeah. So, we've got a lot more for you. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah, thank you. we got a lot more for you on today's show. So, let's jump into a couple headlines, shall we?
3: Hello, darlings. And now, it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins Headlines.
0: First headline comes to us from Co-op Financial Services. How to save on your summer vacation. And we're getting into that. You know, that last month, people trying to get that last hurrah in, and if you've spent most of the money in your wallet already, (laughs) spent most of the money in your wallet already before the summer's over, uh, co-op, I thought, in this piece, had uh, quite a few good tips, OG. They say one of the biggest mistakes people make is charging their vacations on credit cards and not having the money to pay it off when they return home. In fact, a new AP poll showed nearly half of Americans aren't taking summer vacations this year because they can't afford it. That's horrible.
2: Yeah, a summer vacation doesn't have to be ultra expensive, does it? I mean, can't you just uh, pack a cooler and head down to the beach or the community pool or grandma's house? Or
0: Well, and like time management journalist Laura Vanderkam Found out, you know that time away from your main gig, like that informs your main gig. It makes you work better. So don't avoid a summer vacation. You're gonna fry if you just continually work. You're you're gonna fry. You gotta. take I was some at time that
2: away. spot last, kind of at the end of June. I don't know. You probably probably picked up on it. You and I were talking a little bit, and I said, I need, I got to take some time off. Just gotta go. Yeah. Just detox for a second. And you, and they say like two weeks is kind of the number. Right, you got to be away for like two weeks or ten days or whatever. Actually,
0: actually, she said any more than ten days, you're it's not recharging anymore. It's still fun, but it's not recharging. Like ten days, I think is the ten days is the
2: number. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, good. I'm gonna need uh, the next ten days off.
0: It takes me like three days just to get into the vacation. It seriously takes me like three days to get my brain out there.
2: So go anywhere for vacation. Right. Can't you I mean, staycation can you have vacation and yeah. go to the library, grab a couple of fiction books and, you know, sit well, on the porch for a week and a half.
0: And I'm even thinking when we had artists since we're on the 500th episode. I mean, Laura Vanderkam's been on twice. So go back and listen to those episodes. But when Austin Cleon, the artist, uh, was on The Steal Like an Artist Guy, he was talking about how doing these other things really informs you. Like when I'm out running, that's when I have some of the best ideas for the show. <laughs> As if yep. I've had a good idea for the show.
2: <laughs> I say you must not run very far. You
0: think if we had a good idea for the show, we would have used it by now. But,
2: <laughs> but in the no, back, it's in the next half.
0: That's right. That's, that's the next 500 episodes. Uh, number one, beware of what you want. These are their, their ideas to save money. Whether your idea of a great vacation is relaxing on an exotic beach or experiencing adventurous thrills like zip lines and spelunking, know what you're after on your time off. Uh, clearly. Set an agenda and stick to that instead of getting sucked into, you know, the mystery spot. Hmm.
2: Yeah, see, I don't have agendas on vacation, but my agenda is always to do as little as possible. I'm the type of person that likes to go and sit in one spot for a week and not move.
0: I thought your agenda with Mrs. OG was to find the mystery spot.
2: I'm not even dignifying that with a response. <laughs> I'm never going to be allowed down here again if you keep talking like that. (laughs)
0: Uh, You can only spend a dollar once. Remember that. I like that tip. You waste a dollar on something that's not important to your vacation, you can only spend it once. Number three, be frugal. Research shows that paying when you can afford it, whether by cash or credit cards, contributes to happiness. Don't waste your money before spending money on anything. Ask yourself, is this worth more to me than my next trip? Adjust your entire financial outlook down to the core. Rent, transportation, monthly bills, all of it. And you may find you want less and experience so much more. Uh, uh, do stuff yourself. These are ways to save money. Right. To get ready, out of sight, out of mind. Setting up direct deposit automation uh, helps extend your thinking. Expanded stay hotels provide affordable suites and complimentary amenities like free breakfast, refrigerators, microwaves,
2: washing machine, free Wi-Fi. Mm, and those breakfasts are delicious too. I might add.
0: Airbnb. They're
2: fantastic.
0: VRBO. Yeah, I've used. Let's talk about
2: the, ex- the extended stay hotel breakfast.
0: Mm. Mm. You those big those fan? Delicious.
2: Yeah, powdered eggs.
0: Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> of course they're terrible. <laughs> Don't, even, Don't eat there. You got to roll your eyes so I know what the hell you're when you're being sarcastic there. Avoid ATM fees.
2: If you're still paying ATM fees. You have not done a good job of going to magnify money. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Well, and <laughs> and like we've said before, you know, with credit unions too, you get. You know, this huge Most network of, time of, you back, right? of, for, for of well, you get the bigger network of machines also sure. Yeah. and keep your money safe. If you're in a situation where your card's stolen, make sure that uh, you're fighting fraud. So mm-hmm. uh, good stuff here. We'll link to this uh, stuff from Co-op Financial Services on our show notes at Stackybenjamins.com. And in our second headline, some interesting news about wealth in the USA out of Charles Schwab. Schwab just debuted their Modern Wealth Index. And here with the findings, joining us is Terry Carlson from Charles Schwab. Welcome, Terry.
4: Thank you very much, Joe. It's great to be on the show.
0: I know. Well, we love having you on my dad's shortwave. Let's talk about this Modern Wealth Index. What were you trying to do when you created the index?
4: Well, Charles Schwab, we're very interested in helping our clients achieve their life goals. And many clients had different definitions of wealth. And so we really asked a lot of Americans what their definition of wealth was in terms of Having a lot of money, or enjoying life experiences, or making sure they have money to afford the the wants and the needs that they have in life, peace of mind, or having relationships with family and friends. We really wanted to figure out what wealth meant to people, and then be able to use that information to be able to help them.
0: So, what did you find wealth meant to people?
4: Well, ultimately, we found that people want to be empowered with their money, and they want to be able to make good decisions, and that. That means making good decisions both about wealth and about their health. And a lot of Americans really believe they have a an attitude of gratitude when it comes to having money, and that they believe that wealth is all about helping others and serving in the community versus just uh, serving themselves in their own career.
0: That must have been empowering to, to see that, because uh, you know, me being a little bit of a cynical guy, Terry, I thought that that. that people wouldn't have that type of an outlook. I was also fired up when I saw from your results that people with a written financial plan, that those people were more confident about their wealth.
4: That's right, Jill. As a certified financial planner here at Schwab, we recognize that people who actually have a written, documented financial plan, which could be as simple as just having their goals defined, are actually more confident that they'll achieve their financial goals. And so one of the things that we're really focused on is making sure that planning is accessible to the people who want to be able to achieve their peace of mind and their life goals. And um, for anyone that exercises or studies for a program or has any long-term plan, it doesn't matter if it's financial planning or if it's exercise, when you write down what you want to achieve each day, each week, each month, you actually have a much better chance of achieving those goals.
0: You and I both know Terry that you know we hear this all the time and maybe it's because we're in financial planning that we hear this all the time but I got to think people listening to the show have heard that a million times why still do you think that so few people write down what they want are we just afraid of it
4: but you know I don't know if it's fear but it's really short-term thinking versus long-term thinking Joe and it's it's really about the long-term gratification And you know, an equivalent that I would use is people who are trying to eat healthier, right? And that was one of the points of the study was having good physical health. Well, people that are trying to eat healthier have to make some sacrifices during the day or different choices, I would say. And anytime people go through a change of any type, it's a little more challenging. But once you actually create the new pattern, it becomes very easy. And in in general, studies have found that It only takes five to seven days of a new behavior to change that pattern. And so what we like to think about at Schwab for financial planning is how do we support each client each and every day so they develop new patterns of writing down their goals, making the different behavioral changes, so ultimately long-term they have the gratification they were hoping for.
0: I want to go into, just for just a second, the top five sentiments among 1,000 Americans that you listed Number one, of course, was having a lot of money. We expected that. But two through five really surprised me. Enjoying life's experiences was number two. Number three, being able to afford anything they want. Number four, living stress free and having peace of mind. Having loving relationships with family and friends comes in at number five. It sounds like as Americans, Terry, we're not we're not as focused on having piles of money like Scrooge McDuck as I thought. We're really, I think this stress free thing is what we're kind of after. Would you agree?
4: I mean, having peace of mind, I think, is important to people at any age. And I think the opportunity with financial planning is there's very few decisions you make throughout your day that don't have some economic component to it. And so it's really about how do we make those better decisions, both in the short term and the long term, to be able to achieve the fun things we want in life and the family and the friends that we want. Because having a plan helps you get there. It doesn't matter if you're a Generation Z, a millennial, or a baby boomer, or anyone in between. It's how do we want to spend our time with those people that we love the most. And having a financial plan helps us get there faster and more effectively.
0: Terry, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. How do people get more on the study and more on Schwab?
4: Certainly go to www.aboutschwab.com or follow this on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Terry Carlson, Executive Vice President and Head of Schwab Investor Services. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us.
4: You're welcome, Joe. Thank you.
0: It's interesting. I love Schwab's data. Writing down your goals, OG, for the win. Again, you write your goals down, you're going to be happier, you're going to be wealthier.
2: How many studies do they have to show to prove that? Just over
0: and over again. Yeah, we talk about not Mm -hmm. learning anything on the show. If you listen to the show long enough, you keep hearing every stinking guest, it seems like, talks about that. Right. Uh, good, good stuff from them. So I think our lessons are, number one, if you're not writing down your goals, what are you waiting for? At least verbalize them, but writing them down going to be a big part of your win. And number two, summer vacation, not be on you. Make sure, don't, don't not take a summer vacation. Take a frugal one, do a staycation, but... You got to recharge those batteries to be better at work because bringing home the bacon is a big part of the equation when it comes to financial security.
2: Perfecto.
0: Oh, it's that time. Time for this part of the show. We used to do these all the time. Ooh,
2: top fives, huh?
0: Remember how we do a top five every episode when we first started the Stacking Benjamin show?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I do, I do remember that. And
0: and now we rarely we ha-
2: we get like a top three, and then we just just scrounge for a what's the, last the next
0: two? one? Right, right. So the top five lessons that have resonated throughout the show. And actually, before we get to that, let's hear from another one of our uh, friends who listened to the show about some wins that they've had. Uh, say hello to David.
5: Hey, Joe and O.G. This is David from Oregon. Congratulations on five years and 500 episodes. Uh, In the last five years, I've had a lot of uh, different things going on in my life. I transitioned from the U.S. Navy back to civilian life, got a four-year degree, got a big boy job, had two kids, and uh, most importantly, developed a debt strategy to pay off all my consumer debt from said kids and student debt from my loan. So here's to the next glorious five years. Thanks for everything you guys do.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, congratulations, David, on a bunch of wins. I love hearing the wins that uh, people that listen to the show have. Just some some great stuff.
2: You always have to look backwards to see where you've come from. A lot of times we always look forward and think of all the stuff that we've yet to get to. If you don't take a second to look back to see what you've accomplished in, you know, whatever the period of time is, five years or a year or whatever the case may be, you, can, you kind of quickly can get a little... Uh, Stuck, Yeah, a little stuck on trying to get to that never-ending goal, right, of perfection or money goal or whatever the case may be. So it's always good to look backwards.
0: So congrats again to David. And here we go. We've had a lot of lessons, a lot of people that have come on the show. We try to keep the guest list diverse because we know that people are in a lot of different financial states. We also try to make sure that uh, we speak as little jargon as possible, though I know, OG, you and I can sometimes get in the weeds. We try we try not to. But, man, we've had artists, movie people. One of my favorite episodes was Ebolian, who uh, drove uh, illegally across country faster than anybody else, broke the Cannonball Run record. Love that one. We've had uh, art thieves. We've had all kinds of different people that have paid down debt aggressively, entrepreneurs like Meg Gill, Uh, who was just on one of my favorite interviews was Meg Gill. I love the way that she talked about getting out there and starting your own company. People talking about the sharing economy, just um, all over the place. But still, even though our guests come from all over and our headlines come from all over, there's some things that resonate. And I thought that this would be a good top five. Because, like I've thought in the past, if you're something OG wants, it might be a good idea. But if you hear it over and over and over again from different people that are successful, it probably is the truth.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. All right. You ready? As I will ever be. Here we go. Number five.
0: You going to go first or am I going first?
2: You're looking at me like, <clears throat> I, s- <clears throat> I heard him say number five. Okay, here's what I've got for number five. Have fun and stop taking everything so seriously. You know, that's kind of the premise of the show. It's kind of a common theme that you hear people doing what they love and that sort of thing, but at the end of the day, you know, don't be so gosh darn serious about everything. Well, and,
0: you know, and money, be fun. yeah, money's a fuel, right? I think sometimes people forget that that it's a fuel to get where you want to go and hopefully to make more fun in your life. Yeah, yeah. My number 5 is <laughs> right from the beginning of today's show, man, but we hear it over and over articulating your goals and getting them in writing. That's the key to winning.
2: I knew you were going to slide that one in there after hearing what you had on the, uh, on the headlines. So yeah, yep, weird.
0: Well, Terry from Charles Schwab is the one. only one that you feels didn't that. You did even have
2: to think about one of them.
0: Yeah. I'm exhausted after coming up with that one. But seriously, mm-hmm. if, if you've listened to the show since we began, if you've listened to all 500 episodes, how many times over and over and over writing down the goal is the key to getting it. And what's funny is, you know, we've even talked about, OG, people that write down their goals, and then they don't even look at them, right? And then they pull them out of I had that
2: happen to me, yeah.
0: Yeah, they pull them out of a drawer two years later, and damn, they got 90% of it done. Because once Mm -hmm. you put it in writing, locks into part of your head. I mean, uh, scientifically proven that that wins.
5: Number
2: four. Uh, So I'm going to take a turn on number four for me. Uh, Number four is beware of the snake oil salesman. Uh, we've had a number of, number of shows over the years that have been kind of like the, uh, this is how I got hosed in this deal. Yeah. People um, get ripped off. Shoot. We just had one, you know, uh, earlier this week, right? When yeah. We had the, Shannon um, wire transfer deal thing, you know? So if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is.
0: Oh, and it's so tough to hear people lose so much money. I mean, in Shannon's case. It didn't seem too good to be true. The sad thing about hers is that's the way the stupid buying a house business seems to go every time and it drives you crazy. I mean yeah. really that that process created a lot of the a lot of the problem. My number 4 is funny because it's actually the opposite side. So you're talking about getting scammed. Another thing that comes up all the time is, you know, a sexy thing to talk about OG is fees. And we look at our Facebook group, The Basement. People talk about fees and make sure you keep your fees low. And uh, we, we talk about it, about lawsuits on 401ks that the fees are too high. Fees are important and keeping your fees in check are important, but it's not the most important thing. And we've never had any of our guests on that have talked about people who got uber rich, that said that they got uber rich by slashing fees. That's not how they did it. So fees are important, but I think that sometimes people are fighting the wrong, wrong beast by fee is the end all be all. Uh, It's not, it isn't. I like that one. I can't think of a person who didn't retire who goes, you know, the reason I didn't retire. Number one reason I didn't retire was because I paid too much in fees and maybe.
2: Yeah. So, so four a is a Dave Ramsey thing. (laughs) So we have to put Dave in our 500th episode.
0: Well, we have to for right. for our friend Megan.
2: Yes. But, you know, one of the things that he had said in the past was, you know, you don't get wealthy with credit card points, right? You also don't get wealthy by cutting your fees to zero. Like, that's not the, that's an icing on the cake thing. Yes. Like, all the rest of the stuff matters more.
0: Save, save more money.
2: Top of the iceberg stuff.
0: Allocate it correctly. Cover your downside. And then, then... Make sure that uh, your your fees, are, your fees are in check. Number three. we Want to switch this around oh. or you want to keep going first? Just like in
2: my love life, always first.
0: Do you do that at the end? Do you like put your hand out first?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I win again.
0: I, I won. And man, I'm sleepy. <laughs>
2: oh, God bless America. <laughs> so you're talking about downside, uh, just a second ago. Uh, so that's my number three, you got to protect your downside and downside could be, uh, insurance, right? Don't get hit by a bus. Don't get sick or hurt. Could be, uh, protecting your credit, uh, making sure that you're smart about your choices when it comes to consumer debt, you know, making sure that you're, you take care of the downside exposure there. Identity theft. We've talked about, you know, all of the things that can kind of attack you when you're not uh, paying attention. You can be really great in one area, but then it all gets swiped away through crooks from number four or because of being an idiot with your credit cards or something like that. You and
0: know? they're not things that you have to sit around worrying about. You know, I mean, I've seen people sit and just worry and worry about this stuff. Really, you just set up systems. You set up systems and a bunch of what ifs. If this happens, here's what I'm going to do. And if you think about it ahead of time, you don't have to worry about it at all on the fly because that's what kills you is when you got to make decisions on the fly. I mean, that's, you know, you end up doing the wrong thing. And so plan that ahead of time. I like that one. My number three kind of goes along with my number four, where I said fees are the wrong dragon. Here is, here is the right dragon. How many times have we talked about people blaming other people because they didn't get where they wanted to go? And, and one theme that we've had over 500 episodes over and over again is taking accountability and deciding, not wishing and not hoping But deciding that you're going to change course and you're going to do things differently tomorrow than you did them yesterday. Huge, huge part of winning. So writing it down is fine, but if you never do anything, that's why writing it down is five and this is three. Taking accountability and grabbing bull by the horns. That's how you win, man. Make decisions on a faster
2: basis. like it. Yep. You know me. I like decision making. Mm -hmm. Number two. So kind of dovetailing. Riding the coattails. I can't think of another terrible metaphor of your number three here. So, so I wrote early, often, and almost correct beats late, sporadic, and 100% correct. A lot of times you hear people that are successful and they go, Yeah, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just started throwing stuff against the wall. Or I didn't know, I didn't pick the right investments early. I didn't pick the, pick the right, you know, I didn't have the exact right allocation, but I knew I should have something going into my Roth or I knew I should have something going to my 401k and boy, I just maxed it out ever ever since day one. I, I, I'm worried about how to invest it later. I just want to make sure the money was in there. And especially with the time value of money and compounding, I just had a client meeting a week and a half ago where we were discussing a husband and wife's 401k plan. They both work at the same employer and both have been working for about the same time. Husband started about a year after the wife. Okay. And he pulls out the one k statements. He goes, I don't understand why she's so far ahead of me now. She was always like 10 grand ahead of me. And now she's 50 grand ahead of me. We've contributed the same amount of money since we started. I said, well, she started earlier. So she had the first year and that year has doubled and doubled and doubled. And now that time value of money, it's just a great example. He actually brought up the time value of money concept, but um, they would be the first to say that they didn't, you know, I'm not sure if they're doing it 100% correct. I think a lot of times talking about decision-making for your number three a second ago, a lot of times people are so wanting to, be, wanting to be so perfect, right? Well, I can't do it yet because I haven't figured out every possible scenario or I haven't done right. every every single solitary analysis. Go, right? Go yeah. and move in the general direction of where you're headed. You can always course correct along the way. But waiting until you're going, well, I'll wait till I'm 50 when I can, then I'll have all sorts of money to save. Or I'll wait until the kids are out of high school, then I'll have tons of money to save. Or once I get my next promotion, then I'll just save. How many times have you ever
0: heard somebody say, you know, I would have been better off if I'd taken longer to make that decision, right? If I mulled that over longer, I would have been way better off. I mean, sometimes you make a dumb move.
2: Here's the criteria that I have, and we talk about this with clients, if it's a decision you can undo, let's just make it and go, right? Yeah. If it's a decision that you can never undo, and I'm, I mean, how many of those are in your life? 20 over your entire life, maybe, especially when it comes to money. I mean, if there's—if there, when do I file for Social Security? That's a decision you can make one time. Yes, you should spend a great deal of analysis on that time. Should I take my pension as a lump sum or a stream of income? Usually you get to make that one time. Get let's that, make sure we spend a lot of time on that. Get that number right. Should I buy this large-cap growth fund or that one? Who gives a crap? Buy one of them. Let's go. Let's start saving. It's not about the large-cap fund. Let's get the $100 a month in there. Let's get the $1,000 a month in there. Yeah. So early, often, and almost correct beats late, sporadic, and 100% correct. One um,
0: of my early mentors said something along that line, which is if with uh, – he was talking oh, about
2: – I didn't really think that you thought me of an early mentor, but well, <laughs> kind of you had to say such nice things.
0: He was talking about – uh, customer service and said, if, if you can call somebody back immediately with an answer that's like 92% right, you will keep the client all day long over somebody that waits three days and is a hundred percent right.
2: Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Yep. Be, be, be quick on it. 92% right. And, and that's much better customer service. Number two, for me, you don't have to take as much risk as you think you do to get where you want to go. I think people think that investing is risky. I think they think that making decisions is risky. And I think when you hear our guests that have come on the show, when you look at the headlines, you don't have to take as much risk to get where you want to go. And that should be comforting for people. You know, people say investing is risky. Well, get not investing is actually more risky. I don't think people think about risk sometimes in the right way. And I think when you change in your mind how you think about risk, all of a sudden, opportunities open up, and what's funny is when you talk to entrepreneurs, you know entrepreneurs make bad decisions, but they course correct very quickly, right? And they also See number two, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, and they also make sure that they're constantly moving. I mean, once again, back to back to your number two.
2: Well, yeah, and they also don't bet the farm, right? Right, like they go, hey, I think I think soap on a rope is going to be big. I'm going to make one of them and see if I can sell it. Now I'm going to make five and see if I can sell it. Okay. The, the, now I get, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. They're, they're yeah. not going, I'm going to mortgage everything and hopefully everybody wants to open a rope. It's, I mean,
0: look very at technical. Look at, yeah. Meg Gill from last week, when she said, you know, she met the, the who ended up being her co founder, said, I like doing business with people I like and people are fun. You're fun. I like you. Let's do this. You know, let's let's get this thing rolling. Let's see how it goes. But and I will tell you this. The one thing, though, you don't have to take that much as much risk as you think. And entrepreneurs don't take, I think, nearly as much risk as people think that they do. However, I think if you really, really want to be uber rich. I think you have to be an entrepreneur. I think you I think you have to focus on the income side a lot of people, you know, we've had lots of guests on here talking about frugal OG, and I and I like frugal. I like spending money on stuff that's important, but if you really want to make the big money, you really want to have the huge savings, you got to worry about your income. I don't think people worry about their income enough, and I think they worry about their expenses too much.
2: Well, it could be because I think most people are under the impression that they have little to do with their income and a lot that they control on their expense side, when reality-wise... It's equal, right? I mean, if you go out there and create value for other people, your income is unlimited. I mean, if you do nothing other than look at... I mean, just go look at the Forbes 400 list. All and entrepreneurs. There's a, couple, there's a couple of... Well, they're mostly entrepreneurs. Yeah. There's a couple of inheritors in there. But then if you trace it back and you go, well, yeah, all the Walton kids, but dad created Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. there's a generation or two, maybe, of like, where did this come from before you realize, okay, they created it out of nothing. But the common theme with those people is that they focused on providing tons of value for everybody else. And in reality, to your point, you can cut expenses, but you can only cut that to some amount. The, the Expenses can't be zero, right? I mean, they have to be something. You have to put food in your mouth and shelter. But the thing that is unlimited is your earning potential, right? Yeah, so.
0: No, it's it's big. I, and I love how many times have we heard the story about people that uh, go to their boss and their boss gives them the raise far more quickly than they thought that they were going to that they were going to get the sure. raise. So even on on that level, even if you work for the man. All right. We ready?
2: And you shall receive.
0: It's the 500th episode. And I was thinking that. Uh,
2: yeah, you, you're thinking that we go back in time a little bit, weren't you?
0: I, I was thinking for the number one, you do that thing. That you haven't done in a long time. You said that you've, you know, uh-huh. you're tired. You, you gotta retired, you, you gotta bring that back and dust it off. We gotta I have the, for the
2: thousandth episode.
0: We gotta have the OG drum roll. I wonder
2: I wonder how many people know what we're talking about right now.
0: <laughs> about the OG drum roll?
2: Yeah. Oh well now since you said it. Yes. You now everybody does.
0: All right, you gonna do it?
2: No. No, at a thousand. I'll oh, do it at oh, a thousand. Come on. I have more years. Let me
0: know. All right, let's do this. Number one.
2: Okay, number one for me. I thought long and hard about this, actually, and I was thinking about mainly about the contributors that we've had, right? Like kind of the core group of people that, you know, for no compensation whatsoever, continue to provide sage wisdom to our listeners over the years. And the one thing that I thought was constant between all of them is that they all do what they know how to do really well. And then they do it over and over again. So I was thinking about like Paula, for example, and how is her plan to become financially independent? Well, real estate, right? That's her thing. I know nothing about real estate. I have my way of doing it. You have your way of doing it. And there's no right way to do it. But the one common theme about it is there's many ways to become financially independent. Do the thing that you know how to do and that you're proficient at or that you can outsource or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Do your thing. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Just keep on doing the thing that you're good at and you'll be as successful as everybody else.
0: That's funny because you use the word dovetail together. I think our number ones dovetail very, very well, even though they're different. It's cool how we've had really different things.
2: It's it's pretty awesome. This is like the first time ever that we didn't have any overlap.
0: I know. My number one was something that uh, really has changed for me over the last several years. I used to think, even when I was a financial planner, that a big piece of winning was discipline. And I just, you know, I had it in my head that it was discipline. I thought it was discipline. The longer that we've done this show, the more I've realized that it's not about discipline at all. It isn't about discipline. You can be the most undisciplined person, but if you set up good systems and automation you're going to win. Discipline is so, so difficult because you're going to fall off that wagon. The automation wagon, we've proven time and again, right? We sign up for Hulu. We don't watch Hulu, but the money automatically still comes out of your account to pay for Hulu, right? People sign up for Audible. They've signed up for this stuff. If, if you automate it, companies know this. If you automate it, you will win. And I think it's not about making great decisions over and over again. It's about making a great decision once realizing you made the great decision and then setting up an automated path to continue to make that great decision over and over and over again without you ever thinking about it again. That for me is the number one thing over the past uh, years, over the past 500 episodes that really was the big aha for me.
2: I think your number one is a little bit better than mine. I think it was way better. I think it was Let's not get too crazy. It, I
0: think it was amazing. Yours was marginal. Was okay.
2: <laughs> nice work. 500 episodes. Five things on 500 episodes.
0: Congratulations, man. I We made
2: one for every 100. 100. Unbelievable.
0: All right, time for us to go refill the coffee. Let's uh let's let's bring Doug back down here. See what's going on trivia land.
1: Hey there, Stack and Benjamin's friends. In the neighborhood? If so, drop on by because I'm fixing up the old El Camino to celebrate my big, triumphant 500th episode of Trivia. I found the perfect shade of lilac purple for the Camino in a spray paint can in Joe's mom's garage. What are the odds? Man, it's going to be a lady killer. It's, it's just too dangerous to put a guy like me in an El Camino like that. Whew. Plus Amazon direct sending me in the next couple minutes, some matching shag carpet seats, those are going to be hot, huh? Throw in some new fuzzy carpet on the floorboard and Gertrude might need to keep a tight leash on me. If you know what I mean, more on that at the end of the show. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you your favorite part of the 500th episode, my amazing trivia. Back in 2014, a restaurant aired a 13 hour commercial on a single station, breaking the record for the longest length commercial. They were showing how they made brisket of all things. Here's the question, which major chain company ran the ad? I'll be back with your answer right after this. Stackers,
0: we get used to those same daily routines, don't we? Wake up at the same time every morning, brush our teeth, park the car in the same spot at work every day, recite jokes in the mirror to be funnier than that jerk of the water cooler. Or is that just me? Here's one thing you shouldn't make, Routine, using the same credit card from the same bank just because that's what you've always done. Nick Clements from Magnify Money explains why.
2: I mean, it's never been a better time, honestly, to find a credit card, especially given the lucrative sign-on bonuses that are out there. Chase just recently had a hundred thousand on their reserve card. I think we're at a point right now where credit cards are extremely profitable for large banks and they are really wanting to get more customers. And so they're, they're rolling out the red carpet. So I would just say if you have had a credit card for more than two or three years, chances
1: are there's a much better deal out there for you today.
0: So why stick with that same old card with those rewards that haven't changed in years, you can use magnifymoney.com to always find best in class, including better interest rates. And don't only use magnified Money for credit cards. Nick and the team have built the site from the ground up to help with personal loans, student loans, and mortgages. Average person saves $450 in interest when they hit stackyourbenjamins.com forward slash
1: Money. Welcome back, money fans. Hey, thanks to a deal where I traded a few of my duplicate UFC trading cards to Gertrude's brother, Ron. That guy's a sucker. I'm now the proud owner of the perfect fuzzy dice to hang from the El Camino's rear view mirror. And bonus, I found some free smoked headlights lying on the ground next to a guy working under his car down the street. This is gonna be the best after party ever. But I know what you crave and that's today's amazing trivia answer. Here was the question. Which restaurant ran a 13 hour ad to achieve the title of longest length commercial? Remember I said it was about brisket? Well, if you're thinking roast beef, you're on the right track, baby. The answer, Arby's. The company ran the 13-hour ad to show off how long their smoked brisket was prepared. Yeah. Now, there's a fantastic date night idea. Hey, cancel your plans, honey. Go get some popcorn, because we're staying in tonight for some televised brisket watching and chill. Well, I'm headed to take the old El Camino for a spin, but don't you worry. I'll be back in time to end the show. See you, <laughs> Br- brisket,
2: watching and chill. <laughs> That's what you and Cheryl do on a do. Saturday night, don't you?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he brought it today. Oh, well, you didn't get that one right.
2: I did not have any idea. No, uh, sadly.
0: Oh, I don't know what to say after that. So let's not say anything. Let's instead throw out the Haven Lifeline and tackle some of life's or rather, life insurance's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they've been spearheading innovation within the life insurance industry by focusing on those two things you value most. OG, what
2: is that? Obviously, brisket. And jalapeno beans. Oh, oh I don't want to be in the basement when you have that combo. I
0: am I am clearing out. What you mean by that is your family and your time, don't you? And that's why you
2: like having brisket with the family.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's why they created a high quality Most importantly, affordable term life insurance policy issued by Mass Mutual. You can purchase entirely online. No need to wait several weeks for a decision when you can get one instantly with Haven Life. Head to stackingbedjamins.com forward slash Haven Life now. That's stackingbedjamins.com forward slash Haven Life to get a free quote and to learn about insurance the modern way. It was almost a year ago, September of last year, where Haven Life announced that innovation of the instant term that allows... uh, Qualified, healthy people
2: takes like twenty minutes. Million bucks, done.
0: It's unbelievable.
2: And today we're throwing
0: out the lifeline to Emily. Say hello, Emily. Hey, Joe
6: and O.G. All the other financial advisors I know were busy, so I thought I'd give you two a call and see if you had anything intelligent to say. I just found out that I inherited a brokerage account that has about eighty-five thousand dollars in it. My husband and I have no debt and are newly married, so we're just starting to save for retirement. We currently don't have a strict goal in mind for this money, but love the idea of early retirement and or early financial freedom. Uh, We're also really attracted to the thought of getting a duplex and renting out one side to cover the cost of the mortgage and live rent free. The investment firm it's with right now is charging us really high fees. So we are thinking about rolling it over to a Vanguard account. And we just really wanted to know, what do you think is the best course of action with this money? Is there any other smart idea we aren't thinking of? Oh, and we work for ourselves running a very small digital company, so we're pretty good on the job front currently. Uh, my husband loves your show, and thanks in advance for your help.
5: I like
2: how she rips us at the beginning. and then also- I know, second fiddle. And uh, please, uh, you know, if you're not too busy. Give me some advice.
0: And then she also says that her husband likes the show. Didn't say she does, but no, we're kidding, Emily. Thanks for the call. And what a great uh, position to be in. I mean, obviously inheriting money means somebody passed away. That's that's the bad part. But now they have some decisions to make. So what do you think? I like how she mentioned what Scott Trench talked about from Bigger Pockets when he was here, the duplex idea as one thing that she's interested in. What
2: do you think, Oji? I like the duplex idea. I think you got to be careful about having things spread around a little bit too far, right? You don't want to have a little of this, little of that. Certainly can't comment on the, the place is charging us too much in fees. You know, uh, it's all relative, you know, is it 1%? Is it 10%? Who knows? Right. Um, if you're getting good advice though, is that, is that worth something? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do a little bit toward the down payment of a duplex, And a little bit toward, you know, the next 50 years, that's probably the greatest gift. That's the greatest way to use a gift like that. We've mentioned uh, the rule of 72, which is the concept of how long does it take your money to double? And I don't think Emily mentioned how old she is, but, you know, let's just pick 30, right? If you're 30 and you've got 80,000 and you figure it's going to double every eight years, 38 46 54 62 and 70 that's 5 times right so the 80,000 isn't really 80,000 it's 160, 320, 640, 1.2 and 2.4 you know so i mean that's a heck of a start toward financial independence Evan. <laughs> 2.4 million kind of in the bag right just don't screw it up
0: i think there's a few things that i look at which she said she likes the idea of of early financial freedom Um, that tells me a lot because I worry about whether you use a tax shelter or not. I want to make sure that I, you know, have as little friction as possible. And I like, uh, I like trying to set up as much money inside tax shelters as I can, but you know, having money in a pre 59 and a half position means we want flexibility. So while I like the duplex idea, I would definitely do some math on how much money that's going to bring in and then where I go from there. Um, and obviously, I really like the Bigger Pockets community to kind of help you do that. That the real estate community, pretty good place over there. Really, I mean, if you're
2: trying to shelter some of it really quickly, I mean, you get two Roth IRAs, that's a 11k. You've got you could set up, you know, uh, some easy 401ks, individual 401k plans. That's another 36 of it. I mean, you could probably put almost, gosh, almost 50,000, and then some. I mean, if you get you give yourself a company match, right? I mean, you could. Yeah. You could darn near put away 50, 60 thousand of it in tax deferred stuff. And the and good news is about ride. the Roth IRAs is you can't touch it. well,
0: yeah. the contribution she can get back, like we were telling Jason back on Roth. Monday. Sure. Yeah. That's eleven. So she can get that back. And if she, you know, just does that over a you know four year period maybe. Mm-hmm. Puts a little more in, a little more in, a little more in. Now she has it all sheltered. But but I worry about that with the goal. I really really would like to hear more about that early, early retirement or that fire goal, you know, financial independence early goal. I want to know when she's targeting and then kind of do the math backwards because different investments work better uh, for each time frame. So if if she's looking at, hey, I want to have this money available in 15 years, I might use a different allocation than if she tells me, you know, eight years or 30 right. years. Uh, so I want to hear more about that, I think, before we... We, we get into uh, the exact, what the right investment is. But I do worry about the tax shelter. Oh, geez. The first thing I thought about was, how do we put this in a spot where we're not going to have a lot of tax friction? So good stuff, Emily. Thanks for the question. If you've got a question for the Haven Lifeline, here's what you do. We'll throw it out to you if you go to stackybedjamins.com forward slash voicemail. It is super easy to do and uh, that we do not have a long wait for you, which is also nice. Doug brings down the mail. We get letters to the show. Today's letter comes all the way from Mumbai, India.
2: That's not close.
0: That is not close. Our friend Niranjan John over there, who's written back and forth with a few times, says, Hey, Joe, you guys always suggest investing in index funds due to the low expense ratios. I was listening to another financial podcast where the guest was adamant that index funds are actually more expensive, hence making the case for active management. His logic was that there was some research that showed that the managers of companies that are part of the index are generally paid around 2.5% more than those of non-index companies. So, inherently, there's a 2.5% charge. So, hold on.
2: Wait, hold on. Say, say that all
0: again? They're paid? If you're a manager who works for a firm that's inside, let's say, the S&P 500, you are paid 2.5% higher than managers who are not In the S&P 500, meaning that even though you're not paying the expense ratio, you have the drag on the earnings of the company by an additional 2.5% executive fees inside of those companies. Smoke and effing mirrors is what I say. That is
2: a lot of... (laughs) That that is is just
0: dogs... That is
2: interesting.
0: ...and ponies. He says, uh, second due to the flavor of the season, generally companies in a particular sector do well at particular times, the fangs in the present scenario. Uh, The fangs, O G R,
2: Uh, The part of the mouth with the animal that bites you.
0: Yeah, right. Either that or (laughs) Facebook.
2: Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and uh, the G1, Google.
0: Yeah. Uh, These form a large part of the index, and hence, investing in the index makes you automatically overweight to this sector.
2: Well, that I don't disagree with. I don't disagree. but But see, what you're doing with an index fund is you're trying to get the index fund Return, So it doesn't matter if if the index was if the S&P 500 said we are changing our name, we are now the S&P one and it invested only in Amazon and you were an S&P one index investor, you would own Amazon, right? If you wanted to buy the Russell 2000, you own the whatever it is, 1800 companies that are in the Russell 2000. It's by definition. Obviously, some are going to be overweight and some underweight, but that's just you don't concern yourself with that sort of nonsense. If you're an index investor, you want exactly what the S&P does, less expense ratio and tracking error.
0: I spoke with uh, Daniel Amaduri recently on the Money Tree podcast where I'm a contributor, and he had a completely different take OG saying that indexes like the S&P 500 have a propensity to go up. And the reason is is because when companies don't perform in the S&P 500, they fall out of the S and P 500, right? We've seen the S and P 500 kick companies out, and what do they replace it with? They'll replace it with a top performer. So you're going to have you're going to have an index that will continue to weed itself. Now that doesn't mean it's going to go up all the time. His point was was that if you want something easy, something stupid, and something with a propensity to go up and track the market, the uh, S and P 500 is a fairly safe place that way.
2: That is an interesting argument that the. Uh Active fund manager apparently apparently makes... <laughs> the active fund you manager.
0: Know. Making the case for active management. Every yeah. piece of research near John says the opposite, and this guy is uh, smoking mirrors. That's yeah. fantastic. Cool. I love it. Don't do that. He said he'd love to hear our views Well, you just heard them. Uh, as usual, I remain a big fan. Keep up the hard work of not trying to teach us anything. That's right. Learn anything. Keep it to yourself. and John from Mumbai. Say hello to Mumbai for us. If you've got a letter for the mailbag... It's better for us to throw out the Haven Lifeline to you, stackingbedjamins.com forward slash voicemail. But you can write a note to me, Joe at stackingbedjamins.com or on the top of our website, Stacking Benjamins, you'll see something that says questions for the show. And we will answer your question on the show. Thanks to everybody who's left us reviews of this here podcast. As I mentioned on Monday, I've kind of forgotten
1: where, where we're at
0: with reviews. And I, talked about Eric's being on Mom's Fridge. Uh, Brie GF going on Mom's Fridge as well. Very entertaining, informative, awesome show. That's not only funny, but you also learn a lot about money. Brie, you don't learn a lot about money listening to our show. Sorry. But uh, thank you for that. See how easy that was? Five-star review. Very quick. Bingo, bingo. Tells people about the show. Uh, Thank you, Brie. And uh, Mom is very, very happy to put that on the fridge. Lastly... If you need help in your corner, OG is taking clients. So what are you waiting for? Like we said, make decisions more quickly. And maybe it's having help in your corner. If so, stackybedjamins.com forward slash letter O, letter G leads you to OG's calendar. And you know what happens then? You set up a time. You talk with OG for about how long would you say, OG?
2: 45 to 60 minutes.
0: Yep. Have a, have a discussion. And uh, we talk about what it takes to uh, have OG working with you in your corner. Well, thanks to you. And we've got some more people who have helped us with the show. This one comes to us from Tony. Uh, say hello, Tony. What's your big win?
5: Hey, Joan, OG, Tony from Pittsburgh. When I first started listening to you guys, I too worked in my mom's basement, but she only paid me in spaghetti and soul-crushing insults. But uh, I got clean ins- He thinks it's different for us. He thinks, especially the
2: uh, soul-crushing insults.
5: Yeah, right, right. Sober about five and a half years ago, and quickly learned that while I was working on living clean, my finances were in shambles. Uh, Thanks for listening, you guys. I was able to refinance some things, paid off over forty grand in debt. Nice. And I got my credit score way up. Awesome. Today, my wife and my six-month-old baby girl are homeowners, and we are effectively saving forty percent of our income. uh, Most of which is on a glide path, though. I'm sorry, OG. And I was even able to get a great term life policy for the two of us, which is usually quite difficult for people with rehab in their medical records. And while I can't stress this enough, I have learned nothing from you guys, but I appreciate the hard work and it's a lot of fun. And thanks to you guys, I learned about a podcast with Paula Pant where I can actually learn stuff. Thanks and congrats. Awesome.
0: Thank you very much, Tony. It's so great to hear. Congratulations on being clean and sober, by the way. I know that's a that's a daily a daily, uh, It's a
2: daily reaffirmation, right?
0: Every single day is a, is a new fight for my friends that are going through that. So uh, congratulations on that. Congratulations on – it's just some great wins. I love to hear people that have had such big wins. And I think we've got one more here, and, of course, we're going to uh, end on this one. Let's say hello to a voice that people have heard here several times on the show before. She actually flew – from boston where she was living to fort worth to go to podcast movement with us didn't have a podcast at the time she does now called sincerely yours and uh cece from the lifeguard stand say hello cece
6: hi everyone in the basement it's cece from the lifeguard stand joe asked for me to send in my win from the past five years and while it could include paying off $4,600 in debt, on track to pay off my car early or start saving for a home, the real win is finding family in the basement. That family includes Joe, OG, Steve Stewart, Kathleen, Joe's business partner, Shannon, and I guess Doug. But thanks, (laughs) Joe, and the whole team for putting out such a fun podcast that includes personal finance.
0: It's so awesome. Thanks, Cece, for being a big fan of the show. Cece always makes us smile, OG. Fantastic. Great stuff. Well, here's to you, man. 500 episodes under our belt, and I'm amazed. We're slightly,
2: we're about 25% done of our podcasting career. Are we? Is that it? Maybe, tw- maybe
0: 20. 20 20% done it means, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, oh, we don't end at 500? Like this isn't it? We don't go out at the bottom or whatever this <laughs> is. <laughs> call call it quits. I don't know how long we're going, but whatever. It's been We'll do
2: another We'll well, we'll probably do one on Friday.
0: Been great hanging out with you, dude. Not to it's get been, all
2: It's been pretty good with you too.
0: I love you, man, but Decent. Here's, here's here's to the next uh 500. All right. Uh Doug,
1: what should we have learned today? So kids, what should you have learned today? First, summer vacations. They don't have to be expensive to be fun. Take advice from the co-op credit union and explore ways to keep a few dollars in your wallet and still have the best summer vacation ever. Second, money lessons? Behavior wins the day. We can talk fees, investing, saving money, heck, even clipping coupons, but controlling your emotions and your own behavior is the number one lesson on this podcast here. But the real lesson... Make sure the engine in your car works before you spend big money and waste your backup UFC trading cards on making it look good. Turns out that unless I put some major cash into my El Camino, I'm begging to borrow Joe's mom's Harley whenever I need to head down to the Sizzler and go treasure hunting, if you know what I mean. Special thanks to everyone who helped make today's 500th episode special. Also, thanks to you for listening. We could have made it to 500 episodes, but it's way more fun with you along for the ride. Speaking of rides, special thanks to Gertrude for agreeing to pick me up for the big after party in her Vespa. When I asked Joe's mom to borrow her Harley, she said, and I quote, that if I put my fat anywhere near my beautiful machine, I'll kick the out of you. Wow. I guess that means I can't ride it. Maybe? I don't know. This show was created by Joe Saul produced by Richie Rutter Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Kathleen Selmans handles design, newsletter, and classroom opportunities. If you'd like to learn more, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash classes. Online, visit us on Twitter at SBenjaminsCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I just jumped the shark. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Special thanks to Dave Ramsey for dropping by the basement. Unfortunately, we ran out of time for his segment. Maybe next time, Dave.
0: We're going to mix it up today. For those of you new to the show, weird show today, 500th episode, a lot of extra stuff going on, long show today, but I also want to mix it up because we normally don't talk about money in this part of the show. This is the after show, the part that doesn't exist. What happens in the after show stays in the after show. We don't generally talk about it, but I'm going to talk about money because I've got a story that doesn't fit our format, but was a pretty cool win, OG. People have listened for a long time know that I never buy new cars myself. However, Cheryl does. And we can talk about we always have one new car and one used car in the family. But anyway, a lot of reasons for that, and that's outside the scope of this. But I'm in charge of the negotiation, and I found some cool stuff that happened, and I actually got to work with some some cool people. Generally, what I usually do is go test drive a car. In this case, it was a Volkswagen Jetta. That we were looking at, and no, it wasn't the diesel. I know that's what your question was going to be. Og,
2: yeah, just wondering if you uh, get a discount for them screwing up all the emissions tests. <laughs> right.
0: You should have seen, by the way, at our local dealer the eye roll when that came up. Like you could see it from a while. the First time you'd heard that question. Oh, I'm sure it's the first time. Like yeah, no, went with a went with a regular unleaded gasoline vehicle. But what I like to do. Is email several different dealerships, fill out their contact form, tell them specifically, don't call me, and then ask them for their best price, right? Well, I found a site recently when we had that USAA episode on recently, the, the USAA uh, sponsored roundtable, that they were talking about a site called TrueCar. So I went to truecar.com. We're not affiliated with TrueCar, I don't know anybody over there, but I signed up for the Jetta that Cheryl was looking for. Put in exactly the Jetta that I wanted, and pressed a button. Now the thing I didn't like about TrueCar, I had to put my phone number in, number one, and then number two, I didn't realize that when they were showing me, it said in TrueCar that they were going to give me a list of the different prices at the different dealers. I didn't realize that they were sending my contact information to those dealers, and my phone was going to start ringing.
2: Oh yeah, blowing up. That's why you use a uh, gotta have a Google number, dude.
0: Well, I wish they had, had they told me that that was going to happen, and I should have known. When you're putting your phone number in something like this, I should have known.
2: Yeah, isn't your phone number uh, 903-555-1111? Isn't that your phone number? (laughs) Yes, right. That's it. All sorts of options there. I mean, operator error, it sounds like to me so far, but go ahead. Yeah, but the things that
0: happened were cool. Now, I did get a call nearly immediately. Actually, I got an email from mckinney texas which is about two and a half hours away from the basement from bobby beck's volkswagen in mckinney a guy named joe over there and then i also got one from Moffat automotive in bozier city which is shreveport about 70 minutes away maybe didn't get one from my local dealer so i got them from two dealers and they give you a quote Immediately, like it's their the deal with True Car, is they got to give you your best, their best price, like right now. Bozier, uh, Manette at that car dealership gave me $500 off the sticker, right? Yawn. McKinney gave me 5000 off the sticker. Hmm. I was like, holy cow. So I get a call from McKinney, from this guy, Joe. And uh, Joe started off kind of, uh, hey, I saw that you were on True Car. And, and I said, I think I just sent you an email that said, said, don't call me. And he said, oh, is this a bad time? I said, no, I think uh, working over email is fantastic. There is not going to be a good time. I think if you want to deal with me, we're going to talk over email. And then he was kind of gruff. And at first he was kind of taken aback. I still ended up dealing with him. He was a nice guy. And he played by my rule then, which is, I don't want to do this over the phone. I want to do this. I want to do this over email. Manette was the same way in in Bossier, called me. However, Manette didn't get me, but I emailed Manette wrote back to me and said, Oop, I accidentally just called you. I'm sorry. I didn't get my email that said, please don't call me. So didn't have that. So I sent the 5000 dollars off deal from McKinney. I sent that to Bozier. Just the whole, the whole thing. And somebody said to me, they said, Oh, you're giving like one Volkswagen dealer the other one stuff. Like, don't you think they're gonna call and they'll come up with something? I'm like, No, they both want the deal, right? Are you gonna call? You're gonna call the other guy and say, Okay, one of us is gonna get it, we'll split the commission. Maybe. Maybe you do that, but I just sent it and I said, hey, how come these people are way, way, way lower than you? And uh, Manette wrote back and said, "Ah, I talked to my sales manager about this. They think it's smoke and mirrors. So uh, ask if that's the out the door price. So I didn't even ask that. I sent Manette's answer back to Joe and said, hey, Manette in Bozier thinks that you're full of crap. Here's her email. See below. Joe writes back to me. Nope. That's the out the door price. It's done. Send that back to Manette and said, "Hey, I'd rather do business with you because McKinney's two and a half hours away. You're seventy minutes away. Not telling either one of them that my local dealer, or, is right down the road. Like, dude, I'm going to get the price as low as possible. That I'm going to, or, who, who apparently doesn't participate in Car. And I got an answer back from Manette saying, "I'm going to talk to my sales manager. Be right back. Maybe I'm going to say four hours later. Got an email that said, my sales manager." Doesn't want to match that price, but we have a price match guarantee. We're matching that price. So, without me really doing anything, $5,000 off the price of the car. Just a deep, deep discount. So, then...
2: And this is a brandy new one.
0: This is a 2017.
2: Yeah, brandy new. Okay.
0: Yep. So, I called... And both
2: of them were the same, had all the options
0: and everything the same? Exactly the same. Or Apple and Apple. Yep. And so, I called the dealer in uh, Texarkana and said to Chris there said, hey, I've got, uh, I've got these th- this deal, $5,000 off that price. Chris is like, holy cow, really? And I said, I'll just do a screenshot and I'll send it to you. So I sent him the actual true car thing. Chris comes back and says, well, uh, my sales manager doesn't like that price, but everybody else is doing it, so we're in too. We want to get your business, so so we're in. And I said, great. So the price is X, not X plus $5,000. He goes, yeah, yeah, th- yeah that's the price. Then he writes me back, maybe like six hours later. He goes, okay, talk to my sales manager. I'm starting to put the thing together. You know, how do you want to pay for it? da 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 And just to clarify the prices, and he gives me the higher price. He says, just want to clarify the price is going to be X, like the high price. And I wrote back, I said, no, 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 no that's not the price. The price is that 5000 bucks. And he writes me back right away and says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that was a mistake. I saw the two things, and you're right. It's this. It's this other price. So then... The next day, Cheryl's going in to get the car. I'm in Upper Michigan. Cheryl's going in to get the car. And uh, Chris calls me from the local dealer. He goes, okay, got, to, got everything ready. Just confirming again that the price is. And he says the effing higher number again. Again, he says the higher number. And I said, here's the deal, man. If that's the number, that's fine. Do all the paperwork that way. And she's not coming. So... So just just go ahead, you've you a choice here. You can either play by the game the way we're playing it, or this part I really didn't like. I probably shouldn't have even dealt with them. I probably should have driven the 70 miles. But then he, uh, I forgot that part was actually in writing because I wrote back. and he called me back like in two minutes, he's like, "I'm sorry. I screwed it up again. No, you didn't. No, no, you, you didn't screw up anything. But yeah, we're going with the lower price. I got that down. So I, just, I told Cheryl, she's like, what do I have to know?
2: You should have told the guy, just out of principle, I'm not doing business with you. Giving it to the one in whichever one, right? And yes. then paid for it to be shipped up. Well, no. You know, 120 bucks to ship it up to.
0: Here's the thing that made me mad. So Cheryl goes in there and she had one job. I'm like, you don't have to do anything except yeah. make sure that this press is the price. Si-
2: press hard three copies and make sure the number is yes. X minus 5K. Yes.
0: it's it, It's this number. So yes, so she does that. She said it was really easy. The guy was super nice. I mean, when we dealt with him with the test driving stuff, he was he was fine. Uh, besides the the money game. Which this particular dealer in town or across town, every place they are, th- these guys have a reputation for playing games. So or gonna speak some crap about you, but where I thought that the the people in Bozier and the people in McKinney, much, much better. Joe wrote me back and I said, man, I'm sorry. I just can't drive two and a half hours to buy a car. I thought you were great, you know, and, I, and you definitely drove the price. <laughs> he, he was the one that made the deal happen. And Manette in Bozier bent over backwards to meet it. Two days after we bought the car, because I quit talking to them, Manette wrote me back and she said, I can't help seeing that you're the host of the Stacking Benjamin. because I was doing it from, you know, the Stacking Benjamins email. You're the host of the Stacking Benjamins show. And so I've dealt with you this long. I've really enjoyed our back and forth. I don't want to lose your business. But here's what I'd like to propose. I will drive the car up to your house. I'll drive the 70, 75 minutes. I'll bring the paperwork. We'll fill it out at your house. You won't have to do anything. Had I known that earlier, that would have been the deal. That was the deal. So I was really impressed by the people out of town, moderately impressed by or, but thank you, Manette at Bozier City Volkswagen doing that very cool yep call up Manette if you're listening to this in shreveport
2: i should tell the story of how i bought my last car yeah i walked in i went uh give me one of them in uh silver and put all the stuff in it that makes it go go zzz and really cool stuff for the kids boom and the guy goes uh okay well here's the price I was like can you do better than that he's like nah, i really don't want to i went all right cool Boy, anyway you're a negotiator dude <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right
2: Here's check. That's
0: that's fantastic. That's a great story. You I did remember?
2: tell it though on the uh, yes on the whole like paying cash thing yes. and then and then they tried to get our like social security number for a yes. check and all that sort of bull crap. Un- so,
0: unbelievable story. Gosh.
2: I don't know why people yeah. have to be so scammy, right? That's what Why's, I thought. Why do you have to be so scammy about it? It's like this dude in like your example, right? And it's like it's not it's not like it was like a hundred bucks off. Like it, he knew exactly what he was doing.
0: It's obvious. It's so obvious, and, and it you just makes you a sick a and it's at the beginning of the relationship you know what I mean it's at the very beginning of the relationship so you can have my business over and over forever and studies show that people keep working with the same person over time they get less analytical with them because they they feel like the person you know what I mean I'm not going right. to be as as analytical uh, I might not try to gouge him for every dollar but geez cut me a break uh, unbelievable not good All right, uh, that's it. Let's stop talking money, man. We got to go. Okay, that was a
2: really long story, but
0: good chat. Yeah, see you in episode 501. Mm -hmm. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month and I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be